This podcast is brought to you by Laterno University. Laterno University is the Christian polytechnic university in the nation where educators engage students to nurture Christian virtue, develop competency and ingenuity in their professional fields, integrate faith and work, and serve the local and global community. Laterno offers more than 140 undergraduate and graduate degree programs across a range of disciplines and delivery models at Laterno's residential campus in Longview, Texas, and in hybrid and fully online options at centers in the Dallas and Houston areas. Online at letu.edu. That's letu.edu. Hey there, it's producer Michael Miracle here. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. We are your on-air resource as a workplace believer. And check out our website for tons more I Work For Him resources. We've got blogs and podcasts and reading material and all sorts of fun stuff there. Plus, a link to listen to the live show several times a day. Yep, head to the website. That's IWorkForHim.com. IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. And the listen tab's up there on the top left. Click that, then click the live link, and you can listen to us live every weekday. That's IWorkForHim.com. I work the number for him.com. And now let's go ahead and kick off what we all came here for, hearing more about connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our 9 to 5. This is the I Work For Him podcast. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him this afternoon as we celebrate together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha Brangenberg as we talk today with a couple from Elk River, Minnesota. That's right, we're still on our Tundra trip right up here in Minnesota, seeing people and hearing from people all over the state. Today, we have a marriage topic. I know we've had many Tuesdays, Martha, where we haven't done marriage topics on Tuesdays because we've done been doing so much traveling, but today we actually get to do one. Yes, we do. And so one of the reasons that, Jim, that we really choose to do that on Tuesdays is because of the fact that um, we know that everything that we bring into our, our from our personal life, we bring into our home um, and it comes to work with us and it can be um, a huge burden if our relationships at home are struggling. And so we really believe that we need to work on that. You say that so sweetly. What I just like to say is, that, hey, if things are screwed up at home, you're going to screw up things at work, too. It impacts everything. Everything that goes on at home impacts everything about you all over the place. Hey, we want to thank you for tuning in this afternoon. Make sure you check us out online, mm-hmm. iworkforhim.com. That's iwork, the number four, him.com. And whether you're listening to us in the greater Tampa area or in the greater Jacksonville area or St. Augustine or Folkestone, Georgia or Carrollton, Georgia, just know that we pray before the show that something we say will impact you, that we pray that God will be able to use this show, that his words will, will pass through our lips. We really want to make sure that you know that this show is not for entertainment, although we like it to be entertaining, but it's really to cause you and me to dig deeper into our faith and connecting what we hear on Sunday with what we do in our nine to five because the eternity of millions is at stake. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to our marriages, which God intended to be the fabric of society, those marriages are so important that we use them as a light to those we live alongside. But Martha, people can also get a hold of us by phone. They can, Jim. So we have a um, listener line. I work for him listener line and it's 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. And that is a great place for people to um, connect with us if they want to leave us a short message, if they have a question about anything. I mean, they can always email us off of our contact page on the website, but um, if they you know want to leave a 
a voice message, that is a great place to do it. And this month, we've got the big giveaway. This we do. Month. So if they call our listener line and leave us a contact information, we are giving away two tickets to the Ark Encounter and the Creation Museum for two adults to go and attend that by April is when they're good till. And so we um, have been telling people about the Ark Encounter and the Creation Museum um, based on our visits that we've had there. It is and a it is must attend. So You've amazing. got to go. So if people are not familiar with it, they can look at AnswersInGenesis.com and then they can um, call Leave a message on our listener line, 866-713-WORK, and um, they'll be entered in the contest. All right. Driving into church a few years back, we followed a car with a Minnesota license plate. And obviously, because we're from Minnesota, I was like, hey, there's people from Minnesota pulling into church. So I commented on that to Martha. And when we're walking into church, we stopped. We accosted this couple and engaged them in conversation. <laughs> and that conversation has now turned into a friendship that's lasted several years. Scott and Jess Rothmeyer. They were that couple. We've highlighted their marriage ministry from a distance on, on a remote show a few years back. But today, we're in their main offices in Elk River, Minnesota, to get an update from them on the Divine Marriage Center and what's next for them. Scott and Jess, welcome back to I Work For Him. Thank you. So so this the chance meeting. No, thank you, know, you for having us. No, really, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for <laughs> Not the that chocolate, they had a choice. The ribeyes like, hey. on the grill. We love that. This. this is fantastic You're... sitting out here. But, oh. <laughs> nope, that, no, that's not happening. It, it, is, it is great to be here, and it's great to just renew this friendship that we've mm-hmm. had and we're so grateful to God when he you know ran us into each other you know all those years back at church and then we got to spend that great time on the beach together and just sharing what God's been doing in our lives but today this show is about what God's doing in your lives because you guys have been on quite a journey uh, you've written books you've been doing ministry you know you've got a new business Scott you, you've got a, a, you've refined the focus of uh, the, the Divine Marriage Center so let's just let's just step back a few minutes though and just ladies first Why don't you just remind the audience, how did you come to be a follower of Jesus? Well, I was actually raised in a Christian home, but it was when I was 15 years old, I went to a teen retreat, and that's when I made my faith my own and really gave my life to the Lord. Mm. Very cool. And you've been walking with him steadily ever since? I would say steadily. It, of course, has grown. You know, the older we get, the more that we go through, uh, my spiritual walk has come to a place where um, it infiltrates every area of my life. It caused me to radically change how I practice as a professional counselor, going from secular and clinical practice to starting my own individual practice so that it could be truly spiritually and, and faith-based. So, What I love is that, you know, we're in your practice where you've done, you do counseling and you got couches. But it's not. But it's not like the couch you see in the Charlie Brown, you know, the comic strip. The, you can't lay down there. I was like say, this isn't long enough for you to lay on. No, no just, but you do have couches. That's pretty good. Scott, what about you? How did you come to be a follower of Jesus? Um, I did not grow up in a in a Christian home quite like Jess. Uh, we did go. We attended church. I knew about Jesus. We probably attended on Christmas and Easter. Maybe no, C and E people. Here. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I spent most of my life just pursuing the worldly type. Uh, success. You know, I had went to college, started a business, was becoming fairly successful, but I, I, I felt that emptiness that we get if we just pursue the worldly pursuits. And uh, God was reaching out to me and putting some people in my life. And so I was in my probably early 30s when a neighbor of mine said, hey, you should come into church with me. Um, prior to that, God had set it up where I had run into some born again Christians. And, and I really questioned because these people were so happy and full of peace. And, (laughs) and I had thought I would have that at this point in my life. And I didn't. So when I had walked into this particular church, I I remember the greeter greeting me, shaking my hand. 
And I could see in his face that just that joy. And so that was started my journey to start to pursue God. And so I, I got saved at that point, kind of radically saved. And so it's been about uh, 17 years now that I've been a Christian. So how did the two of you meet? This is not your first marriage rodeo. So how did you two meet? Yes. Um, well, we are in marriage ministry and we've both been through divorce. And uh, we've heard people say that disqualifies us. And I would say absolutely doesn't disqualify us. I think it makes us. you more qualified. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we, our passion is for marriage because yes. of what we've been through and the brokenness um, in our own lives in, in the area of marriage and divorce. So, uh, yeah, we met. Um, it was quite the story. God intervened in that. Um, I had gone through divorce before Jess. Uh, I had been about three years into being divorced where um, God had clearly told me that I would have a marriage ministry. Hmm. Um, I'm, I'm a construction, I'm a contractor, and I have uh, what I always said was no worldly business being in marriage at all, especially being in, mar- in, in a setting of counseling. Uh, but God told me that, and he, was, he knew where my passion was, was to help people avoid divorce. So he was going to equip me. So he had told me before I had a marriage ministry that I would have that. Mm-hmm. I kind of repeated that to the to my crowd of Christians around me. They all thought I was kind of ridiculous, but I have, I knew that God would someday make me a marriage ministry person. Uh, my good friend Tony one day said uh, we used to work out of the gym every day together. He walked in the gym and said, "I met your wife yesterday." And he was a very bold personality and just the kind of guy that would kind of say that sort of thing, you know. Uh, I I let him tell me about this girl he had met that I was perfect for. Uh, I said, well, let me give her a call. You know, old-fashioned, I want to call her, make sure that it's okay. Uh, Let me get her number. And so he said, well, let me get the number for you. I don't have it. Came back a day later, had the number, or didn't have the number, had said, uh, I'm really sorry that uh, this isn't going to work out. Um, you know, she, she's not ready. She doesn't, she can't give out her number. She's going through a divorce or recently divorced. Um, and she needs to take a year mm-hmm. before she can, uh, date anybody. That was the commitment I made with God that I would take sure. one year to just spend with him and not be pursued or pursue any other relationship. Mm-hmm. So I had thought, wow, that's uh, that's somebody that is probably strong in their faith and, you know, not very damaged, uh, uh, from a divorce, wants to take some time to heal. And I told him, well, I'm really interested at that point. You know, if, if she just, you know. <laughs> She's willing to blow you off, then it's, it's pretty, then you're interested. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And uh, what I didn't say is that for uh, about a year before that, um, I had asked God, you know, if I'm going to have a marriage ministry, where's my wife? You know, I'm ready for my wife. Bring her, bring her into my life. I asked God to do that. Mm. And I got this clear thing from God that said, she's still married. And that broke my heart because I thought, She's probably going to go through a divorce or the loss of her spouse in some way. And uh, I just had this kind of presence that I need to pray for her, pray for my future Mm -hmm. wife. So I've been praying for my future wife for over a year um, at this point when my friend came to me. And and what clicked in my head was, that's probably someone that's being prayed for. And that could be my wife out there. So I I told my friend, you know, um, I'd be happy to call her in a year whenever she's ready. So uh, just by circumstance, um, he had run into her 11 months later. They had kind of a business transaction. Mm-hmm. He was never going to see her again. 
11, 11 months later, he sees 11 her. months later, we're going to catch the rest of that story when we come back on I Work For Him. You're listening to I Work For Him. Martha and I are on location in Elk River, Minnesota, at the headquarters for the international headquarters one day of the Divine Marriage Center, divinemarriagecenter.com, divinemarriagecenter.com. We're talking today with Scott and Jess Rothmeyer right here on Together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha. Martha, it's fun. We're finally face-to-face with Scott and Jess on the radio. I know. This is great. So I can't wait for our listeners to hear what God has been doing in your lives today, but we're starting with 11 months from the time you first heard about this gal. What happened? <laughs> so uh, after my friend had uh, gotten her number for me to call 11 months later, after we had initially talked about her and she had taken her year off mm-hmm. of not being with anybody and just kind of healing, um, I did give her the call. We talked on the phone for the first month, which then turned out to be the full year that she wanted to not date anybody. Uh, and we made our first date. Um, the, the funny thing, when we, when I had my first date, I don't know if people out there have this happen to them, but I do where you can, um, you have like that picture in your head. I have a picture in my head of the front of, of Jess's house. Um, before we were married, I walked up to her house and I remember this walking up to the sidewalk. I looked at the house and God said to me behind that door is your wife that you've been praying for, for years, you know, and I'd never seen her face. And this was before Facebook. And uh, so I didn't know what she looked like. My friend had described her only, and I kind of knew that. But um, yeah, so I rang the doorbell, and uh, and she answered the door, and I got to see my beautiful wife for the very first time. Um, we were married a year later. So did you wait? Every after you answer the door, say, just say no. God told me you're my future wife. Did you tell I her that? I did not <laughs> say that. Oh. Not on the first date. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to scare the Jess, poor girl if he, off. Jess, if he had said that to you, what would you have said? I believe it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we had that month on the, on. I think the very first time we talked, I interviewed her for six hours to make sure she was a real Christian in my mind, you know? So uh, we had really had a lot of faith talks in that first yeah. month and I, she didn't say anything, but I think she was thinking the same thing. Yep. Um, and being somebody that had waited a year to meet somebody, mm-hmm. I would imagine she wanted to meet the right person. So, mm-hmm. um, but no, I did not say that as soon as she opened the door. <laughs> Hi, I'm your future husband. That's fine. That I didn't tell Martha that either, but I can't, after our first date, I told my mom the next morning, I said, <laughs> I'm going to marry Martha. Aww. Yeah. The so, next day. The, the next day. The panic oh, I, with that, though, was he was 17. So yeah. be, uh, imagine being his mom. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't my mom that was oh. the warrior. It was my dad, probably. But, all right. So, Jess, what do we want to add? What kind of color you want to add to that? Add to the backstory. Add your backstory to that. Well, I think the funniest part for me was his friend, Tony, because the business transaction that we were going through is I was buying a car and he was a car salesman. So if you know a car salesman's personality. Careful, careful. <laughs> I sold used cars for 15 years. Let's be very careful. So that's what exactly Car salespeople can love Jesus too, Jess. Well, of course. And Tony does. But he was very... Um, Good. Influential and, and pushy mm-hmm. about his friend talking about making a deal. To close that deal. <laughs> Did he offer you an extended warranty? Though that's what I want to know. <laughs> well, so that was pretty funny. I came out of that transaction and told my family this guy tried to sell me a husband more than a car. Wow, <laughs> so, that's great, isn't it? Yeah, that is great. And he's still one of our best friends. So, uh, so you were married a year later. Yep. A year later, within a month of being married, we started our marriage ministry, and we were counseling um, married couples in our church which was pretty comical because our first couple asked us so how long have you two been married we're like a week and a half but we have great wisdom (laughs) (laughs) so how many years ago was all that how many years you guys been married now that's eight years now we'll be nine years yeah Yeah. almost nine so 
you jumped right into marriage ministry. I mean, but God doesn't just like, I mean, he, no, God does that. He, <laughs> he, he opens doors quickly, but most people don't just jump right into marriage ministry. How did that all happen? You were already a counselor, correct? Mm-hmm. You're already a professional counselor. Yes. So that was kind of the godly um, intervention in all of this is mm-hmm. he had already paved the way for us to have a voice because I was pretty respected in the Elk River community. Um, I was already known by quite a few churches for what I did, and I was doing marriage ministry and marriage counseling on my own as an individual, which is sure. what most marriage counselors, I was a licensed marriage and family therapist were my credentials. And so I just knew that from past experience that couples prefer having a husband and a wife to mm-hmm. co-counsel. You just feel more validated, more connected when you have a same-sex mm-hmm. person in the room. Um, and so when Scott and I talked about getting married, marriage ministry was one of the priorities that was part of our discussion and the future for our life. And so um, we were just ready to do that pretty much from day one. You know, I just want to comment on that because of the fact that, you know, when we've talked with couples over the years, you often hear in people's stories something similar to the that sticking point of the wife wants to go and it's a it's a woman counselor and the husband's like, well, you're bringing me in this woman, you're going to gang up on me. And so how have you seen that then play out with you both being present in the room? Maybe explain what that looks like a little bit, just so people get a picture of it. Um, but then how that how that helps what you've seen. I think, you know, it definitely puts both parties at ease when there's a, Mm -hmm. when they're meeting with a husband and wife, I would say the majority of LMFTs are female. Don't use, what what is an LMFT? LMFT. A a licensed marriage and family therapist. Got it. An LMFT. LMFT. We're in the room with an LMFT. LMFT. XYZ, PDQ. That's right. The little letters behind their name on their card would say that. Look at the business card. But they're usually women. Um, there's men that do it also. Yeah. But she has so, a PhD after her word too. You didn't. It yeah. doesn't say LMFT. It's a PhD, <laughs> which is not enough room on there for all of the letters. High powered. That's what PhD stands for. She has all the credentials. Uh, she has them all. Yes. Yeah. I just you God just told for the me ride. to do it. So I don't have the I don't have the worldly credentials. I just go on what God told Heavenly me to do. Okay. I'm sorry. We we went off a tangent on you, but you used LMFT. Hey, as we talk with Scott and Jess Rothmeyer today from DivineMarriageCenter.com, DivineMarriageCenter.com. Right here in Elk River, Minnesota. Now you're going, hey, where's Elk River? Well, right near the Twin Cities in Minneapolis and St. Paul. But the reason we are highlighting DivineMarriageCenter.com on our show today is Jess and Scott want to reproduce what Divine Marriage Center is doing here in Minnesota across the country. So if you as a couple are thinking, wow, we would love to be in marriage ministry as well, you need to get a hold of Scott and Jess Rothmeyer. DivineMarriageCenter.com, DivineMarriageCenter.com. Yeah, what we are hoping to do with Divine Marriage Center is we've taken this in the last eight years and and developed a program. We call it a six-step or six-session program where we walk people through a biblical marriage. Um, Part of that is um, untraining people from worldly marriage because the world has sort of taken over marriage and has its own version of it. Um, So we teach what we call uh, a divine marriage. Um, Because of that, it's not your typical marriage counseling where you sit down and you ask people to air their grievances and you sort of referee that sort of Mm -hmm. thing. Um, What we do, before we even let people talk about what brought them to marriage counseling, they have two full hours of a foundation of what biblical marriage is. When we can present that, it really sort of takes them back and they rethink what their grievances are and they rethink their role in the marriage. 
um, often a couple will come to us and they sit down on the couch across from us and each one wants, wants the other one fixed. And oh, they, yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> fix my wife. Fix my husband. And they're focused on what they need their spouse to do. And they're not focused on what they need to do. So we kind of bring them out of that, teach them their roles. Once they know what they should do, they're more receptive to actually going through and doing that. And so. once they realize they can't fix their spouse, but they can fix them. Yes. And God has that ability. Let me just step back here for a second. So this is this is a second marriage for you guys. And you guys, did you guys blend children as well? Yes. yes. Um, I've heard rumors that that's difficult. <laughs> In fact, I think I heard rumors that it takes six or seven years to blend a family. Mm-hmm. You and, and divorce is so prevalent in our country and not not talked about in the church very often, and certainly not the blending of families. How? What have you guys learned about? Let's just in the couple minutes here. I just want to jump off. I didn't even tell you I was going to ask this question, but this blending family thing. What did you do right? What did you do wrong? Because this is a tough process. We did a lot wrong, and I think that's everybody. It's I've always said being a step parent's the hardest job you'll have. Uh, you only you don't have the in with the child that you can to de- build that relationship. There's no you're not going to be in a disciplinary role. You can't discipline a, a stepchild very easily. Um, it's usually the the parent that's going to do that. So, like in my case, my wife is is the one who has to um, discipline our youngest. That's her her child biologically. So that's difficult. Um, there's just all kinds of things that we can do that can not be right for our children in that step parent relationship. So ideally we, we, you know, don't want to have that situation. That's why we're in marriage ministry is to not have that. Um, But realistically, most of our couples that come to us are a blended family. Mm -hmm. And yeah, one of the things we apply. It's because that ministry is so important. Jess, I want to make sure he, you know, Scott gives you a chance to talk today. So (laughs) talk to us about, I mean, you look at the blended marriage thing. You've been doing marriage counseling for a lot of years. What have you guys done right? What have you? What, what could you improve on? Uh, the first thing that I think that we've done really well, and it's an example that Scott set early in our relationship, is that we sacrifice for our kids and for each other's kids as far as step parenting. Mm-hmm. So we always make it about what's best for them, and we will sacrifice our needs or our wants, whether we want respect or want love. It was very difficult to connect with Scott's children because they were older. They were 10 and 13 when we got married. My daughter was only two, so it was a lot easier for her to start to connect at a young age with Scott. Mm-hmm. And so part of my lesson and what I've been able to share with other women who are step-parents, is that you have to sacrifice. Martha and I are together on Tuesday in Elk River, Minnesota. Yeah, I was giving you a hard time behind your back because you were saying Scott needed to give Jess a chance to talk. And I'm like, hello, <laughs> me over here. I'm not used to sitting right next to you. I think you, you're not seeing me as well. We're sitting on the couches right here in the counselor's office. It's pretty rough. It's a love seat. <laughs> it's a love seat. Oh, that's great. Maybe we'll have a little session with them afterwards. (laughs) We can always work on our marriages, right? That's right. That's one of the things that we've really learned that we just, I know for us, we want people to understand that don't wait till you're in crisis. Isn't that the message? You know, it's like, let's, let's always be strengthening our marriage. Just like you were talking about going out to going to the gym and working on your physical body. You, it takes work. Marriage is, it's worth it, but it doesn't, it's, you know, not, it's not just like a magic little thing that happens the day you say I do. 
So did you want me to ask a question? Yeah, I'm not talking anymore. You're not running here. it? No. Nope, oh, my you. goodness. I'll Let's you know mark this on the calendar, out. right? <laughs> no. So, um, you know, we love hearing you guys' story and where, where God has brought you. And, and um, the fact that you are making an impact as a blended family and a, and a blend and new, uh, second marriages, because not like you said, you're not being a proponent of that, but let's do it well. And let's try to help more people not have to have a second marriage, work on the first one that they're in. So how did with uh, you know your relationship and what you were doing occupationally, how did Divine Marriage Center come to be? Well, um, as we started doing more couple sessions, co-facilitating together, our referral base just grew like Mm. only God can do, right? We never advertised. I think in in the early stages, we didn't even have an official business card, but we were getting more referrals really than we could handle. And Mm. so we knew probably after about two years that we needed to find a permanent location and that we would kind of brand the things that God was downloading. So we wanted to focus on the scriptures that talked about marriage, but also create something that was really a package. And so that's where we came up with our uh, original name was Divine Revelations, which was my private practice in both individual and couples sessions Mm -hmm. were offered. But we came up with Divine Marriage as this succession program. And God really gave us very specific sessions and things to talk about. So when we said it's going to be Divine Marriage is the brand name, that we would create a center. And what would that center look like? And it would be training up other couples is our vision to do what we do. And so that's really what our new focus is. And what is that accreditation process? We really want these couples to be able to teach session by session, just like Scott and I do. They won't do their own thing, but it's really our program. Mm -hmm. Uh, It has a lot to do with what was written in our book. Divine Marriage is the name of the book, too. And it has all of our information in more of a broad sense. I don't. You bring that up today. Why why don't we give away a copy of that today? Yeah. Would that be okay? All right, yes. why, don't you, why don't you hand me a copy so I can remember? I, I, Divine Marriage, I read it several years ago before we did your last interview, but it's uh, you wrote this right after you guys got married, right? Uh, a couple years after. A couple years yep. after you got married. God's Design for a Rewarding and Fulfilling Relationship, The Divine Marriage by Jess Rothmeyer. And I know that Scott has the color in there. He, he added color in between, right? <laughs> I did. Yeah, you did. did. That's right. So if you'd like to get a copy of The Divine Marriage by Jess Rothmeyer with Scott's color in between, 866-713-9675, 866-713-9675. Call, leave us a message. The Divine Marriage. It's a great... This this book tells these guys' story in more detail, not under radio constraints. And that's what's nice about it. It tells a little bit of their story and it has a little fun. And Scott, now I, I know I sufficiently you know, beat on you during the last segment. <laughs> when you look at the Divine Marriage Center, this is something that God spoke to you a decade ago. Hey, you're going to be in marriage ministry. Now you're in marriage ministry. I mean, this is, this is the real deal. And I even got Divine Marriage Center and you're talking about reproducing it. What kind of miracles have you seen God do through this marriage ministry? Oh, so many. It's terrifying to watch God just take your life when you give it to him and he takes it on his course. And, <laughs> terrifying and how, in a good and healthy way. It's yes. healthy. Yeah. And it, it absolutely, it refines us to, to give our life to God and to go down his path. And But it's not always what you expect. And it's certainly not usually what you plan. So you got to be ready for the changes. Uh, you know, when I had this kind of breathed into me by God 10 years ago, uh, I had no idea that I would be a marriage counselor. My background is construction. I have a business degree. Uh, I have really no worldly credentials to do this, but like I said, God told me to do it. Uh, Now what we have 
God doing in this is that we're just one couple and he's given us a program that we can take out and mass produce it. So we want to train these other couples to come in and do this and learn to be marriage counselors. Um, we think that to be marriage a, counselors or marriage mentors, are you actually looking for licensed, um, L M G T G H T P A B C S. You know, I do think an LMFT might might want to do this, okay. um, but not necessarily. In fact, I would say probably most not. of the couples that do this would not be LMFTs. Mm-hmm. It certainly would be helpful if they licensed had a licensed marriage, marriage and family, family therapist. There you go. <laughs> yes. Uh, good job, Jim. Uh, yeah, but they they would definitely uh, be in that category of who could do this. Also, um, maybe pastors, retired pastors, um, mm. pastors that are looking for something else. Um, you know, they can learn our program, put it in an office setting, and help couples individual. You know, in, as a one-on-one uh, face-to-face meeting. Um, we've been doing some seminars, and so we'll go to a church to do a weekend seminar. People will buy a ticket, and that can be helpful. But we can also, you know, do this on a couch face to face and you can get into a little more personal mm-hmm. subjects and that sort of thing and meet people where they need to be met rather than in a, a setting in a church. So you are, if people are listening and this is at all intriguing to them, what is it that you're actually looking for in a couple? What qualifies them to be able to go through your training? Well, the biggest thing is that they would be called by God, mm. that they would know and believe that the, this is their passion and that God would equip them to do it. And that secondly, they would be willing to come under this headship of this is what the program looks like. And would you be able to uh, or be willing to learn it, teach it um, in the style that we do? Because what we're looking for is really to franchise it and not, you know, rewrite it or or, um, what Jim was saying. We don't want to credential people as a professional counselor, but Mm -hmm. we want you to be a divine marriage coach and coach this program. And the great thing is, is it's pretty simple. You know, Mm. we get back to who did God create us to be? We talk about temperament and we talk about biblical roles. So Mm. what's your biblical role as a husband? What's your biblical role as a wife? And so a lot of us, I think the further we get down the path of our Christianity, God just weaves that into our heart that we Mm -hmm. want to be that for each other. So if a couple is more mature in their faith, Scott and I, when, you know, talking with them, we can usually see pretty quickly, are they already on the path of living out a biblical role in their own marriage? And can you now model and teach that to another couple? We're talking with Scott and Jess Rothmeyer right here in Elk River, Minnesota, DivineMarriageCenter.com, DivineMarriageCenter.com. If you're listening to the show today thinking, hmm, marriage ministry, yeah, I think my husband and I, I think my wife and I, we'd be really interested in finding out more. Jess, best way for people to get a hold of you, just via the website, contact us, or do you want to give out your phone number too? We can give out our phone number. Our business phone number is 612-385-1319. One more time. 612-385-1319. Otherwise, the website is divinemarriagecenter.com. Correct. Divinemarriagecenter.com. All right. So when you look at this, are you telling people, you said franchise. So is this a business model for people? people? Can people make a full time living doing this? We have set it up as something that is part-time because most people, it is a lot. I can tell you from 18 years as being a professional counselor, it's a lot to do counseling full-time. So in a healthy way, I think it would be easier to do it maybe two days a week, which we think is a great 
type of program because a lot of people are just looking for ministry to do in addition to what their full-time business might be. Sure. So the, the two couples that we have, we have two couples right now that are interested and are praying about coming on with us. Um, both of the husbands would continue to work and they um, would do one evening a week and then like every other Saturday. So okay. it's this perfect model, I think, that people would be willing to do and have it feasible with your lifestyle. You know, one of the things that um, Jim and I often talk about when we're helping a couple is the fact that that helps strengthen your own marriage. Amen. So the fact that, that's you know, you're getting couples to work together. That's a secret. It's a, well, no, no, not so we don't want Everybody it to be a secret. We want them to know that because then if they're feeding into other couples, then, you know, I mean, it's pretty hard to be talking into somebody else when you're not walking that out. And so you're mm-hmm. constantly challenging yourself. What are we you know, doing biblically? Are we on the right path? I just want to go back to the comment that you said that you, you try to keep it simple and um, speak to that because so many things of this world are so complicated that we don't even want to start. So what did, what value did you see in keeping it simple? You know, for me, you brought up earlier about, you know, trying to speak into other people's lives. And and for me, counseling actually helps me be a better husband. And how many times I've actually been giving advice to a husband going, I need to apply that in my own marriage, you know? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it does help to be a counselor in your own marriage. Um, To keep it simple, you know... It's not, it's, it's to keep thinking about it. I believe, you know, if if it's going to, it's truly, it's not always simple, but it, if you can keep it at the forefront that I want to fulfill my role mm-hmm. as a husband in my case, um, how do I, you know, treat my wife? How do I allow her to come to me and emotionally connect to me? Um, how do I foster that emotional connection? Um, when there's times of, of conflict, how do I allow her to connect with me and not feel like, she's crossed my line of respect. So those things, they're not always simple, but if you have somebody teach them to you, you can start to have the right mindset to, to accept that when you are in conflict. Mm. So, and then I always say it's, it's not about perfection. You know, we're never going to get this where we, we perform perfectly, but if we can think right, we can, after a, a failure attempt at say, you know, being a biblical husband to my wife, um, at least I know I can come back and I can try again. So when we give somebody the framework, um, they're going to have that confidence to say, okay, this is what I should be doing. Even And we recognize we blow it. Everybody recognizes when they blow it, but mm-hmm. not everybody has the tools to come back and go, I'm going to apply the right thing. So you teach them how to apologize too then and ask for yes. forgiveness. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, that's a big one. So Jess, what kind of couples can you help in the Divine Marriage Center? Not, not the ones you're looking for to run Divine Marriage Centers around the country. What kind of couples can you help within the Divine Marriage Center? All of them. <laughs> so we I mean, see ones in super big crisis. I mean, absolutely. Oh, we have we have couples in all ages. We have a, we have couples that Scott, are. This was Justice's question. I'm, I know I'm stealing it. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm sorry. He's passionate about it. It's good. It's good. <laughs> we have a, we have a couple that just went through our program that are in their mid seventies and have been married for thirty years, and mm. they went through their program and learned so much about themselves when we applied temperament because temperament is very specific to the person, and they were very different in temperament so um, you know there's there's things like that that uh, help people get through is temperament married a long time, married a short yeah. time we have people crisis. that are, are separated living in different residents and they already have a lawyer hired, and you know mm. we can work with them too so Fabulous. it's a broad spectrum at the headquarters of Divine Marriage Center. The Divine Marriage Center. Well, and you can find it online. Yes, divinemarriagecenter.com. You say I don't have to give you enough time to talk. 
Well, but I know, but I wanted to make sure I said it right. So okay. sorry, I hesitated. All right, there a so bit. so here's the deal: we're sitting in the na- in international headquarters of Divine Marriage Center. Jim's this- on the couch. That's right. Well, there's two couches. So here's the question. <laughs> this is the love seat we're sitting on. You guys are sitting on the big couch. So when you bring a couple in here, do you do you determine who's going to sit where based on the temperament in their marriage? So if they're really <laughs> struggling, do you put them on the big couch so they're not right next to each other? And if they're not doing too bad and they're just working on it, do you put them on the love seat? I mean, do, do, you do they graduate they, to the love seat? They, <laughs> no, they gravitate they the towards the big, to- big really? couch. Yeah. They sit yeah. on opposite ends then too? Sometimes. Or? Sometimes they got a couple pillows between them and yep. they don't look at each other. And then we take the love seat because we're going to model a, a biblical marriage. Oh, so we're yeah, on the love seat. i got to take a yeah. picture of that. Wow. Okay. I just was just curious because I'm sitting here, we're sitting in the love seat. We, He's Martin, always thinking about things like that. I don't that, think so. we've ever done a radio show sitting on a love seat before. So. Nope. And they're, they're, I have there them cuddling, so their microphone's just All right. So, so <laughs> Scott, you seem to be struggling with something. So I want to I want to make sure we talk about this. You, you, you mentioned off Are the you air. taking the therapist hat now? Yeah. Oh, okay. he here is we on go. The love seat, so, so well, and honestly, you know, I don't have an LMFT XYZ PDQ after my, you know, thing. But that, we do a lot of that. I mean, Martha and I have been doing marriage mentoring for 20 years. But but here's the thing. I'm not going to go down that route. because And what what I like about not being licensed, Jess, is that when I see stupid, I just call people stupid. Like, what, what you, <laughs> you won't get in trouble. Well, yeah, exactly. Right. And I don't want to get in trouble. And But because when I see stupid, I just call it out. And in Florida, there seems to be a higher percentage of stupid. So I want to just be able to deal with it. <laughs> Scott, you keep you, you said, okay, well, I'm trying to figure out you said this off the air. I'm trying to figure out, well, do I, do I, do I quit my job so I can do full-time ministry at Divine Marriage Center? And I said to you, but your job is a ministry. And, and what is it about your, what, what kind of new business did you just start up? Because Jess told me on, on the phone, hey, Scott's busy. You can't buy me lunch today because you got to get back to work. <laughs> yeah. So I've, I've had a construction business for 19 years. Uh, we were specifically in residential uh, home building and then also in exterior remodeling. And we're shifting from that into the cell tower industry. So we mm-hmm. now do work for cell tower owners. So that's just a shift in, in the business, um, not a new business. Got but it. I'm still continuing in business. So as you're going to build cell phone towers or repair them or what? We build, build them, yes. And repair them, actually both. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So in that business, you interact with people? Yes. Okay. And are they customers or are they vendors or are they subs? What are they? All of the above. Okay. So is there potential for ministry while you're building and repairing cell phone towers? Absolutely, yeah. At 50 feet or 300 feet or 1,000 feet, there's still there's potential for ministry. And the higher you go, the bigger the potential for ministry, right? right. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And yeah. as you hook on their harness and then you push them so that they're hanging, <laughs> you need Jesus! You know, and, right. you're, and you're close to God up there. There that's you right. go. That's right, the higher you uh, climb. Uh, How do you see... So what's the name of the business? Uh, Rothmeyer Construction. Roth, a very, very uh, creative name, Rothmeyer Construction. <laughs> uh, Scott, how how do you see your business as a ministry today? Well, the Rothmeyer construction portion, I mean, I believe we're just called to be the light in the world. It's a dark world out there. And, and in business especially, there's uh, God's not always present. Or you don't see mm-hmm. things, uh, you know, morally and ethically. You can see things that don't quite fit with what the Christian walk would be. So uh, I think we should model that as we are out there in the business world. You could also be recruiting for Divine Marriage Center while you're up there on those t- cell phone towers, too, because I'm sure that you're you're running into people all the time that are struggling with marriages. It happens, yeah. I, a lot of times we'll give up my card and they'll say, yeah, well, I'll just drop my wife off and you can fix her. You know, that's <laughs> the kind of joke. Yeah. That's a fantastic opening, though. <laughs> it Isn't is. it? I yeah. would yeah. love that. If guys would just be that open, that's hilarious. I would love yeah. that. 
It is what they're thinking, I'm it sure. It is what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. Both husbands and wives are thinking, well, if yeah. you just would fix my wife or if you just would fix my husband, everything would be just fine. <laughs> but what's really neat is you have the opportunity, you have a relationship with them already not related to fixing them, you know, so you... And you're um, either sweating with them or freezing to death with them. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so and, and I, do, I do get into topics about marriage a lot with... And it's not always with my vendors and my yeah. subcontractors, but it's with the people within my own company. Right. Yeah, and they're a little more comfortable to, to talk about their marriage, you know. Mm-hmm. I think it's one thing to do ministry and talk about Jesus, and then, you know, not everybody wants to talk about their marriage problems. Right. Well, you know, it reminds me, Jim, of a sermon we heard recently where a pastor was saying he was having a hard time getting to know one of his neighbors because the neighbor knew he was a pastor. And he knew that there was like this wall, like, I'm afraid if I start talking to him, he's going to thump me over the head with a Bible. And you have work that you can talk to people, build relationship, and then they, you know, you can f- see what their needs are and then bridge that gap. And I think a lot of times people, that's why we're on the air, you know, because a lot of times people miss that opportunity that the first thing you need to do is build relationships with people in order to love them to Jesus. You know, how can they, if we just go right to, you know, their ultimate need, they, they miss the, the, the connection. And so, you know, that you're a great example of what, people can be doing in their own workplaces and filling those needs. We're talking with Scott and Jess Rothmeyer right here, Elk River, Minnesota, mm-hmm. DivineMarriageCenter.com, DivineMarriageCenter.com. Call Jess, 612-385-1319, 612-385-1319, if you want to find out how you can open a Divine Marriage Center in a town near you. All right, we got five minutes left, Jess. I'm not going to let Scott talk. <laughs> Until you've at least had a chance to say what you're thinking. Well, the nice things that you're Aww. thinking. Not the no. analyzing where do you she's want, been doing. Where, God's given you a vision for Divine Marriage Center. Where do you see God taking it next? Well, I mean, this whole vision to go nationwide, mm-hmm. what, what do you think is the next step? Well, definitely the writing of curriculum and this accreditation process. So that's kind of my job. I'm the writer in the, between the two of us. Mm-hmm. So I am currently working on that. Part of what um, has really escalated our business is temperament. So the study of temperament, I think we talked about it on the last show a little bit, has been around since the time of Aristotle, which is before Jesus. And we incorporate that and believe that's just as important as knowing your spiritual gift, because it's truly who God wired you to be in your mother's womb. And now how do we use your strengths and weaknesses for his glory? So that process is something that is accredited by the National Christian Counselors Association, located in Sarasota, Florida, actually. And so uh, any couple that wants to do this, that will be their first step. And that will be separate from Divine Marriage Centers. You will have to go through their coaching program to become certified as a temperament um, analysis counselor. And then we'll have uh, another component of that to really make sure that you're a good fit and both be willing to be teachers and coaches of these biblical roles in divine marriage. How do you balance Scott's cell phone tower business with divine marriage center? How do you guys make sure that your marriage is a priority? You know, part of what you guys said is so true. Doing this every week just brings that Um, the issues that we have in our own marriage 
to the surface. And so every Thursday evening, that's our main evening to council. We go on date night after that. And it's just comical how often God, just like a a sermon on a Sunday where you go, God wrote that sermon just for me. Mm -hmm. A couple will come in talking about an issue that we've been struggling with that week. We give them perfect wisdom that's godly and it's going to work for their marriage. And then we go out on a date and we're like, oh, yeah, we got to work on this. So it's pretty cool how often that works. <laughs> that yeah. happens. So dream with us for a minute. And, and the people that are listening to this show and that have listened to the podcast down the road, in a in a perfect world, 10 years from now, where where will Divine Marriage Center be? I hope it's inter- international. Like I am all about the power of words and you keep speaking it and we just agree with you that um, this is something we want since the day that we started talking about doing this ministry to bring back biblical marriage mm-hmm. to um, our nation and, and internationally because it's- it is absolutely what's missing and why marriage is broken. So, and when we teach this, whether people are believers or not, they, they just know instantly that will work. That makes sense. That kind of marriage I would love and enjoy and actually, you know, have fruit from. It is the fabric of society that has been ripped and torn, but it can be rewoven into the fabric of society. Scott, big question for you. We'll let you talk now. Uh, You've got this this new business, this 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 shifting in Rothmeyer construction, building and repairing cell phone towers. Give me one thing that you're going to start to do tomorrow in your business, Rothmeyer Construction, that is ministry related, but isn't telling people about Jesus? What's one thing that you could do to incorporate your faith into what you do every day? I want to be the light. I want people to see that in me. Um, you know, I, I don't have the business card with a fish on it, you know, and I think that's a, if you're going to be a Christian in business, I think everybody thinks about that. Um, I do have, I, I do have a Bible verse on my truck. So when I drive around and, and the purpose of that is so people read the Bible verse and open up a Bible. That was kind of my direction there, but not to put the fish on there, but I want it to be, I want people to see Jesus in me and they won't, hopefully they, they don't always know what that is, but they'll just see the light. That's what sure. I want to be is I want to be that light where people, you know, I, I can, I can imagine driving along. Uh, this happened a few weeks ago and there was a little road rager out there, you know, and I just, I just waved and smiled, you know. And I, I think I caught him off guard, but I want to be that kind of light for people where they right. just kind of go, hmm, I want, there's something different there. 10 seconds or less. What is it that you and Jess are working on right now in your marriage? Everything. We're always working on our marriage. <laughs> Communication. Jess, three and, seconds or less. What is one thing you're working on in your marriage? How to be more self-sacrificing for each other. Nice. Scott and Jess Rothmeyer, thank you so much for being on I Work for Him today. Thank you. Thank you. DivineMarriageCenter.com. DivineMarriageCenter.com. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field. But ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.